to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. A little later in the show, we are going to talk about Donald Trump and the world. What's the president-elect likely to be like on the international stage? What are the things he's likely to do, and what effect will that have not just on people around the world, but of course on people in this country. Fred Pearson, professor of political science and director of the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Wayne State University is going to be here to talk about peace and security, those notions that we hold so dear and sort of sacred in this country. What is that going to look like over the next four years once the president-elect is inaugurated in just a few weeks, actually about a week and a half? Uh, at this point. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that. It's about half past the hour. We will get to that subject and we'll want to hear from you uh, during that. But first, homeowners in Southeast Michigan have had to deal with some really unexpected disasters in recent years. Massive floods in 2014 did really serious damage to homes, which forced FEMA to step in. And just a couple weeks ago on Christmas Eve, a huge sinkhole affected about 20 homes in Fraser, forcing families to leave. But these are the types of disasters that aren't usually covered by the kind of homeowner's insurance most of us have. What happens to these families when their claims are rejected? And what lessons can we learn from these events? And are there any public policy changes that could help in the future? Uh, Give us a call on this topic. We're really curious uh, what you think about what happened in Fraser, uh, what happened to the uh, the homes there, but also what happened with the insurance policies that people had that are not covering the damage uh, that happened in Fraser. Are you worried that that would happen to you or your family or your home if disasters strike uh, and insurance doesn't cover it? What would you do? How would you handle it? Uh, Are you living in Fraser? Uh, either near the sinkhole or maybe, uh, God forbid, uh, you were part of this uh, calamity, give us a call. Let us know how that's all working out, uh, whether your insurance uh, is is helping you out or not. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. And joining me now to sort through these insurance questions is Barry Feldman. He's a Southfield attorney who specializes in insurance litigation. Barry, welcome to Detroit Today. Glad to to be here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can't imagine a worse Christmas gift, I suppose, uh, than the idea of a sinkhole opening up under your house and then finding out that your insurance doesn't cover the damage, uh, but but it does seem like when when we have things like this that happen, uh, this is part of the narrative. This idea that people don't really understand what's in their insurance policies and what's not, and the assumption is, well, uh, this is along the lines of a natural disaster, so it should be covered. But but often that's just not the case. That's very true. Yeah. Policyholders really make two mistakes. They don't read their policy, and they have a, they should. They have an obligation to do so, and they have an obligation to ask questions if they don't understand it. And the second thing that uh, they do wrong is that they um, they put too much faith in their insurance agent. To be honest with you, um, these these policies are not written to provide maintenance for homes, which makes a lot of sense. Um, people have an obligation to clean out their sewer lines leading from the house to the street. These, nobody thinks that if a sinkhole opens, it's not going to be covered. 
and yet there's a specific exclusion in most of these policies covering earth movement, such as mud, sinking, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you are caught in this situation, uh, do you have any recourse? I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a policyholder, you find out that, uh, that the damage to your home is not covered because of something like this sinkhole, is there anything, anything you can do? Well, what I would do, I mean, if this was me, um, I would nonetheless make a claim against the insurance company under the policy. Depending on the size of the claim, I'd get a hold of a public adjuster who is competent and qualified to put the numbers together. I would then make a claim because at the end of the day, I could be reading the policy wrong and they could be losing a valuable opportunity to get coverage. Yeah, um, I've actually been involved in a case where uh, the carrier had paid for damage to a house caused by earth movement and yet the policy excluded it. Caused It also involved water and the policy excluded it and why they paid on it and why they were involved in it I really don't have a clue, but I never thought about raising that issue. Yeah, Most of these policies are written in the language that says we do not insure for damage caused directly or indirectly by water, earth movement, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So so going back to 2014 uh, when we had those, those big floods uh, as a result of rain, uh, were, were people – were people in the same position as they are now? With yeah, the there's a there's an exclusion in most of these policies for damage caused by sewer backups, and yet you would expect that if the damage is not from your in your lines, but something that occurred, such as in 2014, it would be covered. As far as I know, most of those homes were not covered. Yeah, yeah. Now I suppose you could buy a separate policy or an endorsement for it, but. Most people don't write it. Yeah, is that is that one of the other options that people have is is to say, look, I live in an area where we don't take care of the infrastructure quite the way we should. I'd like to be I'd like to be covered uh, if, if if something happens. So I can I go out and get a separate kind of policy that's different from my standard homeowners. Well, I'm not aware that you could that they even write sinkhole coverage in Michigan. I don't know that you can even get an endorsement for it. Wow. I don't know that you can get an endorsement for to to cover some of these exclusions like water and and earth movement and whatnot. Um, uh, probably seems to me on the open market you should be able to buy just about anything. It's always a question of cost and whether you need it. Um, you know, when you're within so many feet of a of a of a body of water, you have to buy flood insurance. Sure, required by the mortgage. I had a home in Bloomfield by a lake, but I was up 500 feet from the lake. I still had to have you still it. had to have flood insurance. Still had to have flood insurance. May have been 300 feet, yeah. but I had to have flood insurance. Yeah, it hadn't overflowed its banks in 100 years, and I was way up high. Um, but they offered it, and probably because they couldn't make money off the premiums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on uh, 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is Fred Pearson. He, or I'm sorry, my guest is Barry <laughs> Feldman, a Southfield attorney who specializes in insurance litigation. Later in the show, I'm going to talk to Fred Pearson. He's a professor of political science and director of the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Wayne State. We're going to talk about Donald Trump right now. We are talking about homeowners insurance uh, and these disasters, these sort of uh, water-related or earth-related disasters that we've seen here in southeast Michigan, the floods in 2014 uh, that backed up into people's uh, basements, uh, the sinkhole in, in Fraser in Macomb County that, uh, that has damaged about 20 homes. Homeowners are finding out that uh, their insurance policies don't cover 
these things. Uh, what's uh, what's your sense of that? What's your sense of the fairness of that? Uh, if you live in Macomb County or you live in Fraser, how are you dealing with this? Are you worried uh, that that this could happen in other areas? Uh, and and wondering what would you would do if uh, if it happened to your home? Uh, give us a call three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Work your comments into the conversation. Uh, also, uh, if if you're interested in talking about what what causes uh, these disasters, uh, the, the the role that infrastructure plays here in Southeast Michigan, where we have disinvested in our infrastructure for quite some time, uh, would you pay more taxes, for instance, uh, to upgrade uh, infrastructure to prevent these kinds of things from happening? We saw uh, Candace Miller, who is the new. Uh, drain commissioner is what I call it. I think it has a fancier name in Macomb County these days. Uh, But in Macomb County, who says uh, she's already right on it, uh, talking about uh, the the infrastructure that sort of drives these kinds of uh, calamities and the fact that we have to do better. Uh, If if she or uh, the water resources uh, commissioner in Oakland County or folks in Wayne County were to say, hey, we need to pay more money to make sure that the system doesn't get overrun the way that it does, would you be willing to pay those taxes? Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number. Sarah on Facebook uh, brings up an interesting point. She says, probably an unpopular opinion, and I feel horribly for the families affected, but my impression is that the state sure seems quicker on the response to potentially sending money to Fraser than they were with the water crisis in Flint. Uh, interesting comparison there uh, between two cities that have uh, that have dealt with uh, disasters of differing kinds, uh, but but certainly having effects on the citizens. Uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about the state response in Fraser? Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number. Let's go to Carolyn. Carolyn in Royal Oak. Welcome to Detroit today. Hi, Steve. I want to know if there's a flood in your basement because of busted pipes under the basement, and in the end, you you end up paying for the whole shebang, uh, replacing the pipe or putting a liner in to the street. After I did it, and I'm still paying on it, then they sent out a policy that I could have had insurance that would have covered it, but... Um, it's too late for me. So I just wonder. Yeah, that's an interesting question, Carolyn. Uh, Barry Feldman, what's what's the answer? Well, Carolyn, it seems to me that if the pipe breaks below the ground, um, just like a pipe in your wall, it should be covered. I can tell you that I had a pipe break below my house, um, and I made a claim, and the entire thing was covered except for the cost of fixing the break. They don't pay for that. That's considered your responsibility. But all the other damage was covered, including finding where the, where the line broke itself. That's different than a sewer backup as I see it. It's different than underground water exerting pressure on the walls. That's just, under, that's just a pipe that broke. It would be just like if you had a frozen pipe in the wall. And that should be covered, the damage from the, from the frozen pipe. So that's not the same. That's much different as, as I see uh, it. As what we're looking at here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was that claim covered, Carolyn? After the fact. Can I get anything out of this? Because I'm paying right now for the whole thing. 
Well, you would have so many, you have to look at your policy. You would have so much uh, time. Uh, they tell you to make the claim reasonably uh, fast or timely. I don't know how your policy is worded. Um, that gives them a chance to come out and investigate and tell you whether or not it's covered. In the interim, you have a duty to protect your property, which it sounds like what you're doing. So my recommendation to you is keep protecting your property, contact your insurance agent, or go to your policy, make a claim under your policy, and see what happens. Now, one of the issues you're going to have, which seems to be a pretty common problem, is that if it's covered, they may depreciate some of your items, but the cost of the repairs will also depreciate. In other words, the labor costs. That's a big problem. I don't believe labor costs should be depreciated. Uh, for example, if your roof was damaged, you had a 30-year roof on it, and you had half the, half the life left of the roof, um, the cost of rep- replacing the roof, the labor costs, remain the same whether it's 30 years or 15. The cost of the materials should, should be depreciated. So that's a big issue for homeowners, and in the grand scheme of things, you're talking a large sum of money. For individuals, it may not be so bad. You know, uh, Carolyn's question and this this conversation more generally uh, sort of raised this issue of why insurance companies can do the things that they do. Uh, we were talking before the show, and you basically said, uh, well, because <laughs> they, <laughs> because can. they can. Uh, but that raises a real question about the way that we regulate the insurance industry here in Michigan. Is there something different about the way that's done in this state than it is in others? So you want me on my soapbox yeah. now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, I can't tell you. I can tell you states like Florida and California, they, they have much tougher laws uh, that protect the policyholder more than they do in Michigan. Is that right? Michigan's got a got a huge and very strong insurance industry. And until the legislature, which is conservative, sure. and we won't get into politics here, but very conservatively controlled, the courts, which are very conservative, do something more affirmative to interpret these policies as they're written to protect the policyholder and not the, not the insurer, yeah. it's going to continue. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, is it, likely that if I lived in another state uh, like Florida or, or someplace like that and something like the sinkhole happened, uh, the insurance companies might be more more responsible. Well, Stephen, I tell you, you got to look at your policy. Yeah. But in Florida, for example, when you make a claim, um, they the insurance company has 30 days to respond um, or they're considered by in statutory bad faith. In Michigan, you just get penalty interest if they don't respond to your notice of claim timely enough yeah. or your proof of loss. Um, until we start tightening that up and holding the insurance companies more responsible, they'll be able to deny claims and interpret the policies the way that they want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Uh, call us and talk about uh, infrastructure in Macomb County or Wayne or Oakland, some somewhere here in southeast Michigan. Where is the, the next sort of uh, disaster maybe lurking beneath the ground uh, because of the disinvestment that we have seen here uh, in terms of our infrastructure. Uh, Also go to Facebook, uh, put your comments there, or hashtag us on Twitter. Let's go to Michael in Berkeley. Michael, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. um, I just wanted to say that during the 2014 flood, we did have a special sewer backup rider on our insurance, and they did pay out, and they didn't even come to my house. They just took my took my word for it and they're like here's your money basically i did have a question about the situation in fraser since it's an infrastructure failure would it would that come under the city's insurance policy oh that's an interesting well i don't know about the city's insurance policy or whether they're self-insured or what their deductible or self-insured retention may be but 
Um, as I recall, there is a statute that allows the affected homeowners and businesses to make a claim against the authority that controls it or, or has responsibility for it. Uh, and then the then that body, whether it's Frazier or you know, I don't, I can't tell you whether the sewer line is governed by the a township, a, a, a the the uh, the county or it's a city issue. But whoever has responsibility would then have so many days to respond. Um, and if you can't can't come together, then you'd have a right to bring a lawsuit. Um, and this affects not only the homeowners but also businesses as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you talked about the the legislature and its reluctance to take a look at the insurance regulation here. Uh, but if you could, if you could think of uh, two or three things that would make uh, a big difference to to, to policyholders in Michigan, two or three changes they could uh, indulge. What what would those look like? Well, that's a very good question. Um, it, it, the problem is everything is done on a case-by-case basis. Right. Everything is really factually dependent. Right. Um, you know, who who would have thought that you'd have a sinkhole in Frazier that isn't man-made? <laughs> right. And right. here it's a man-made negligence thing. Um, I don't know that, and since you can't buy it in Michigan, I don't know anybody would have thought of sinkhole. The last caller had a, had a rider on his policy for uh, sewer backup. That's a brilliant thing to have. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the cost is, but the more people that buy it, sooner or later they'll start putting it in the policy. Um, and, of course, when, when, you, when you get your home, I would presume that, that you're going to be told what your risks are. Um, you know, if you live in a low area, maybe you need to get flood insurance. Right. Maybe you need to get the sewer backup insurance. Or if you live in an area where, where like I have been saying, uh, you know, the infrastructure is in bad shape and sure. there isn't a whole lot of prospect for fixing it. I mean, some of these things then become concerns. That's uh, right. And so, you know, these policies are, are the premiums are based upon the risks and the claims histories. So insurance companies are going to be very reluctant to write a policy or provide the, the endorsement uh, in an area where they know sinkholes or floods are going to occur. Okay, uh, Barry Feldman, Southfield attorney who specializes in insurance litigation. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, All right, up next, how should President-elect Trump handle the many international conflicts he is going to face in the world? How should he deal with fear, anxiety, and strife in our own country's borders? Fred Pearson, professor of political science and director of the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Wayne State, joins us next. Stay with us on Detroit Today.